Hello, and welcome to the Ford Podcast. Today, I'll be talking about all things Marvel in 2021. As you all know, this year has been full of Marvel content so far, and so I wanted to make a pod just to share my thoughts because I'm a big Marvel MCU fan, a big movie fan, and so let's get on with it, and I hope you guys have a good time listening. So as you all know, Marvel have been giving us everything right now from Nexus Beings to Captain America to the God of Mischief and now with spies around the planet controlled by one evil Jacob. I don't actually know what exactly this part is going to be but two things are for sure. I'm going to be sharing my thoughts about Loki and Black Widow. Black Widow was just released recently and it's actually crazy to think about think about the fact that the last Marvel movie that we had was Spider-Man Far From Home. That was like two years ago, and I'm still having a hard time believing it, but it's almost not felt because TV shows have consistently been released by Marvel, starting with One Division earlier this year, then Falcon and the Winter Soldier, a series that I really appreciated, and Loki, which I really enjoyed. I actually want to infiltrate Marvel right now and steal their script of Loki season season 2 but because I want to know what will happen to Sylvie you know protect Sylvie at all times people but anyways I want to start with Black Widow before anything else because this movie is long overdue I have been waiting for this movie to be made for years so yeah let's start with Black Widow so Black Widow is directed by Kate Shortland and stars Scarlett Johansson, Florence Pugh, David Harbour, Rachel Wise, and Ray Winston. This movie picks up after the events of Civil War, the 2016 film, and it follows Natasha Romanoff as she hides from the government. She encountered some people from her past, and she learns that the Black Widow program is still active, and the evil man behind it, behind the program, is still alive. She now have to free the mind-controlled Black Widows and finish her business of killing Dracov, the man behind all of her suffering. I really enjoyed Black Widow. I think it is a solid action movie. The action sequences is honestly very entertaining and the fight sequences were choreographed, choreographed very well. And I enjoyed the characters. Scarlett Johansson, as usual, is amazing as Black Widow. It's just effortless for her at this point. Marvel is a master of casting. They seem to know how to use their actors very well and the new characters, I liked some of them, specifically Florence Pugh as Yelena. I thought she was the star of this movie and she carries this movie with Scarlett Johansson because her character had a lot to do in this movie and you could argue that the movie was trying to set her up set her up to be the new Black Widow because obviously Black Widow is dead now and someone needs to step up in her place and that's obviously Yelena. The movie is very watchable because of Natasha and Yelena. Their sisterly bond was the heart and soul of this movie and I thought it was handled beautifully. I actually shed tears the first time I saw this movie and I full-on cried the second time. I watched it because the movie really shows you that the two characters have a history and that they care deeply about each other. And so I thought it really paid off at the end of the movie. That's why I got really emotional towards the end. 
I mentioned earlier that the movie is great as an action movie, but unfortunately, I still had my problems with it. The first thing is, I thought the movie had a little too much humor in it. One specific character that I didn't fully appreciate is David Harbour's character, Alexei. I thought he had too much humor in his character and he honestly ruined some scenes for me because this movie is trying to be a spy movie. And whenever they try to be serious with his character, he would just be his comedic self. And that's kind of a problem that I had because I truly think this movie would have been better if his character was toned down a little bit. I'm fine with comedy. I'm not gonna deny that I laughed at some of his scenes, but I wish they picked his scenes carefully because there were some serious discussions throughout the whole movie between characters that could have been emotionally affecting because they all obviously had a dark and tragic past, but... Most of those scenes were ruined for a joke, and I really did not appreciate that. It took me out of the movie, and most of those comedic scenes were used through Alexei's character. That's why Red Guardian didn't really work for me. After watching this movie the first time, it was clear to me that I liked it very much. I love Natasha and Yelena's relationship, and that I didn't like how they used Red Guardian. But something was missing. I couldn't tell what it was after seeing it for the first time. But after watching it for the second time, I had the same, I had the same thoughts. And I liked it a little, a little more, but something was still missing. And I realized that the movie was missing the tension that you normally have during an action movie or a Marvel movie. And most of it is due to the fact that we all know Natasha Romanoff is dead. This movie was a little too late, as I said earlier, a little too late because while I was watching this movie, I didn't feel any pressure. And that's a bad thing because every time I watch a Marvel movie, I always get nervous or excited. But for Black Widow, I didn't, I didn't have that. And I believe that is because... This movie should have been made after Civil War because it's the timeline of the movie anyway, and now she's dead. It's unfortunate because this was a damn good movie, but it lacks the excitement and tension because we all know that Nat Natasha was gonna survive after the movie. Instead, they are now setting up Yelena, Yelena's character to be the new Black Widow. This movie reminded me a lot of the Star Wars Han Solo movie. Because that movie was made after Han Solo died in The Force Awakens. And so when that movie released, it's just like you're watching it for the sake of watching it. There was no tension because Han Solo was going to survive that movie. And we all know that he is dead after the events of The Force Awakens. And just like Black, Black Widow, that Han Solo movie was trying to set up future projects as well with new characters. And so... I guess what I'm trying to say basically is that the movie is great, the characters, the action, the story is all great, but it suffers from the fact that the movie should have been released four or five years ago. And that's honestly something Marvel could have done but didn't, and it's truly unfortunate. But anyways, Black Widow is a solid action movie. I wish it was a more serious spy movie, but... Nevertheless, I still really enjoyed it, and I'm glad that Black Widow now has her own movie, as she should. 
and I am gonna give Black Widow a B plus. Now let's move on to Loki, a show that just ended this past week, a show that really took my curiosity and interest in a span of six weeks. Loki is directed by Kate Heron, the person behind Sex Education on Netflix, a Netflix show that I really enjoy, and of course, Loki stars Tom Hiddleston, Sofia Di Martino, Gugum Bathara. Sorry if I pronounced that wrong. Owen Wilson as Mobius and Tara Strong as Miss Minutes. Before Loki, we had WandaVision and the, Fal- the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I enjoyed those shows. Respectively, I think both have its unique story and challenges that they're trying to solve. But after watching Loki, I think this show is literally and figuratively out of this world compared to those two shows. I loved Loki. I think this is peak Marvel storytelling. The things that the things that we learned about Loki is astonishing and the way that they handled it is really impressive. Going into it especially in the first episode, I was really concerned that I'm not going to be able to follow the rules of the show because you know, time travel is always complicated to explain because there's no one rule in trying to deal with time. There's always different versions of the rules. That's why I really adored Avengers Endgame because they explained the time travel rules of the MCU very clearly and the scene with Dr. Banner and the Ancient One was very important in understanding the rules of time travel and if you still don't get it, I suggest that you go back to that scene because that's basically the concept of time travel in the MCU. But anyway, I liked that he, that the TVA was not an over-the-top organization that is really powerful and has big ambitions of ruling the entire galaxy. No, the TVA is in fact powerful, but you learn that they have a sacred purpose and that and that is to protect the timeline from branching out. Yes, they are shady and you know, you don't want to believe that that's all there is to them, but the mystery of the TVA is what the show is about. Not to mention, all the different kinds of Lokis that we meet along the way is also an interesting dynamic of the show. I liked Loki before this series, but after learning more about him as a character in the show, plus the great performance of Tom Hiddleston, I liked his character even more this time. I think, I actually think he is in my top five MCU characters, but obviously I'd like to think deeply about it before conf- confirming it, but my point is that the show really highlighted Loki as a character, and I do believe a lot of people will like him even more after watching the show. Now I want to talk about the TVA. The TVA was a nice addition to the MCU, and I really appreciate how they were used to challenge Loki as a character. Basically, the TVA believes that there is one sacred timeline, and that destiny cannot be changed for individuals. Just like how they believe that Lokis are supposed to be villains or Lokis are supposed to lose so that others can be the best versions of themselves. 
as Mobius, Mobius said. And obviously, in the end, that wasn't true. But it's just nice to see Loki continuously fight for the beliefs of the TVA because he firmly believed in himself and in his glorious purpose and his destiny. My favorite episode is the second to the last episode where all the Loki variants were stuck in the void and they all meet each other. They all get to know their individual journeys. It's actually nice to know their individual stories on how they ended up in the void and I really love that episode because it tells you that even though they are all the same person, they are all still very different from one another. That's why I don't get the people from the internet who calls Sylvie's relationship with Loki a self-cessed. I mean, what does that even mean? Because from what I understand, they are two completely different persons from one another. And if you watch the show properly, narcissism wasn't the point of their relationship. Being in love with one another is not narcissist for the both of them. It's just as simple as falling in love. Like I said, they are different people. All the Lokis are different from one another. And they proved in the show that Lokis are not destined to be alone. Lokis are not destined to lose. Instead, Lokis, like everybody else, are destined to choose their own paths. To be who they want to be and to love the people who they connect to the most. And... That's why I love this show so much. Not only did they prove the TVA wrong with their views of Loki, but they also proved the people and the internet wrong about who they should love and connect with. God, I love this show so much and I can't wait for season 2. So anyway, episode 5 was my favorite episode for all the things that I just said. And also because we got the cutest moment between Sylvie and Loki. Both of both of them are honestly so adorable. They were both pretending to be cold and they obviously aren't because they are frost giants. And of course, how can we not mention the classic Loki moments in that episode? That was the coolest Loki moment in the MCU and it's not even close. Classic Loki was the MVP of that episode and they need to top that in season 2 because that was such a great moment. I loved Sofia DiMartino as Sylvie. I think she played her really well and obviously her chemistry with Tom Hilson was seamless. I hope to see more of her outside of the show. I am certain I am sincerely asking Marvel right now if you can hear me. I love Sylvie and you should include her in more projects very soon. Thank you, Marvel. Anyway, moving forward, this show wasn't perfect, but the only disappointing disappointing thing that I had for the show is the character of Ravona. Since episode 1, she was presented as this shady person in the TVA who kind of seems like there is something she is hiding. But after the last episode, we learned that she is as clueless as everyone else. So I was pretty disappointed with her character in the end. In the end, she didn't do much. Maybe she'll do more next season, but 
for this season, she was just a character to make us question the TVA, so there's that. She's the only thing, she, she's the only element of the show that I did not like. So aside from Ravona's character, I didn't have any problems with Loki. For a TV show, the cinematography and special effects was amazing. The color scheme of the show and the 1960s vibe of the TVA are all really cool to look at. The, mu the music was phenomenal. If you ask me what technical aspect really, uh, really popped out for me, I would say it was the music. The show wouldn't have been this great without the music. And so I really need to give a shout out to Natalie Holt, who did a, wo who did a very wonderful job with the music in the show. I really love Loki season 1. The finale, I thought it was a good it was a good cliffhanger to uh keep us wanting more and I am so looking forward to season 2. I hope it comes out next year, but for this season it really gave me everything that I wanted and even more. So, I'm going to give Loki season 1 an A. Okay. So that was my thoughts on Loki Season 1 and Black Widow. If you're still listening, you are a real one. And I want you to know that I, push, I appreciate you, okay? And so let's move on to the last segment of the episode, which is the things that I am looking forward to the most for Marvel. I'm, first, I'm going to mention the movies and TV shows that will release for the rest of the year. Let's do the, let's do the movies first. Shang-Chi and, and the Legends of the Ten Rings. That will be on September. After that, the Eternals in November. And then Spider-Man finally in December to cap off Marvel 2021. And for the TV show on Disney+, Plus, we still actually have three more TV series. After Loki, we will get the What If series on August then Hawkeye and Miss Marvel to be released late 2021. Okay, this is a lot and there's only few that I am really looking forward to. The What If series, Spider-Man, No Way Home, and Eternals. I'm excited for those, for those three Marvel content. The What If series is interesting because it's about the crazy What If possibilities. Obviously, all the story that will be told in that series can now be canon. Syl Sylvie made that possible. And so, everyone, let's all say thank you, Sylvie, because she made everything possible with what she did in that finale. But anyway, the What If series is basically our nerd brain's imaginations coming to reality. I mean... It's cool to actually know and see the different scenarios that could have happened. That's why I'm really excited to watch the What If series. For Spider-Man No Way Home, Spider-Man is my favorite Marvel character. I love all the previous Spider-Man movies from Tobey Maguire movies to Andrew Garfield, Garfield movies and now the tom holland movies i love them all i love the stories that they told and i just love spider-man so much and i'm so excited because there is a big possibility that all the live action spider-man can meet can meet up for a crossover 
that's crazy to think about but it's definitely possible now that the the multiversal chaos began so yeah spider-man no way home i cannot wait and lastly the eternals movie i wasn't particularly interested in this movie but after watching the trailer it got my curiosity because it looks like the time period in this movie isn't the present time so i'm curious what kind of story they are gonna tell with these new characters because they all look like powerful beings and it makes you question what the hell are they doing on earth for the other marvel installments like hawkeye miss marvel and shang chi i'm not that excited about those movies but i'm gonna watch them regardless because it's the mcu so those are the things that i'm looking forward to for the rest of the year for marvel it's been a treat so far and i hope these next movies and tv shows will be as fun and entertaining as the installments that we got so far and so yeah thank you if you're still listening to my nonsense you're a real one share the pod to your friends follow the pod as well you can follow me on twitter or instagram at fort Luis for questions opinions and updates you can ma- you can message me on my socials if you want to talk about all things marvel or any mo- or any movies that you want to discuss thank you all for listening look forward to more reviews or episodes very soon this is the fort podcast check back soon on spotify or wherever you get your podcast I want to talk about the TVA. Bro, perfect timing, dog.